0: Hello, I'm Maria Titizian.
1: And I'm Rubina Marbosian, and welcome to the Week in Review for the week of December 16.
0: In the news, Artsakh continues to remain in a blockade after so called Azerbaijani environmental activists shut down the Lachin corridor. After international pressure, Azerbaijani authorities restore natural gas supply to Artsakh, and Armenia's parliament adopts a bill on creating a Ministry of Internal Affairs.
1: It is the fifth day of the total blockade of Artsakh. This morning, Artsakh State Minister Ruben Bartanian announced that the gas supply, however, has been restored, which was cut off on December 13. He also said that there is a possibility that the Gori Stepanagert Highway will be open today. At the time of recording, the road remains blocked.
0: On December 12, 2022, at 10.30 a.m., a group of Azerbaijanis claiming to be environmental activists blocked the Lachin Corridor linking Armenia with Artsakh, effectively isolating the 120,000-strong population of Artsakh. Initially, the so-called environmental activists demanded entry to the mines of Kashen and Durambon in the Mardagird region. On December 10, a number of Azerbaijanis tried to enter the mines. The NKR Info Center reported that a one-time visual observation in, the, in these mines, mines, was allowed by the command of the peacekeeping mission. This is the Russian peacekeeping mission. Since the visit was not agreed to with the authorities of Artsakh and the company exploiting the mines in due course, the group's entry to the territory of the mines was spontaneously blocked by the employees of the mining company and residents of adjacent communities.
1: As a result of the blockade of the corridor, hundreds of civilian vehicles were stranded on the Shushi-Karindak intersection where the Azerbaijanis had blocked the road. Over 1,100 people, including Including 270 children who were in Armenia participating in a number of events, including the Junior Eurovision, are unable to return home to Arsakh. On the evening of December 13, Azerbaijan also cut off the gas supply to the Republic. The Russian peacekeepers have been unable to resolve the evolving situation, triggering a pending humanitarian catastrophe as Arsakh has limited supply of fuel and medication. uh, And as we mentioned, the gas supply was restored earlier today.
0: Advisor to State Minister Ruben Vartanian is staging a sit in in front of the UN office in Yerevan, demanding international pressure on Baku to in the corridor. Yesterday, Beklarian, accompanied by Artsakh's human rights defender Geram Stepanian and former ombudsman, held protest actions in front of the embassies of the five permanent members of the UN Security Council Russia, US, UK, France, and China. And Rubina, um, you know, Geram Stepanyan and Ardak Beklarian and the acting foreign minister of Artsakh, David Babayan, they're all in Yerevan because they can't go back.
1: And a number of countries, among them the U.S., France, Canada, as well as the EU, called on Azerbaijan to immediately open the corridor and restore gas supply to Artsakh. Russia's foreign ministry representative, Maria Zakharova, stated during a weekly briefing that Russia is concerned about the situation in the Lachin corridor, which, according to her, is the result of a disagreement regarding the exploitation of the mines between Artsakh and Azerbaijan. Zakharova called any criticism of the action of the peacekeepers deployed in Artsakh as unfounded, stating that the Russian peacekeeping contingent is effectively fulfilling its task, acting as a guarantor of stability in the region.
0: And yesterday, the Azerbaijani, these so-called environmentalists, updated their demands. The new demands are to establish the control of Azerbaijani state institutions, including the Ministry of Internal Affairs, the State Border Service, and the State Customs, uh, on the territory of Nagorno Karabakh with their separate checkpoints to place border service and custom committee checkpoints on the border with Armenia at the entrance of the Lachin corridor.
1: Open source investigations by several media outlets found that many of these so called echo super activists. Uh, blocking the highway are affiliated with and are funded by the Azerbaijani government. There are so many photos of these right. activists mm-hmm. who are pro- uh, blocking the corridor, as like with one with Ramil Safarov.
0: There's a video circulating on uh, social media of these of the of this activist Azerbaijani activist holding um, a dove because they were going to release 44 doves into the air. Um, which was really quite cynical, you know, Rubina, because it symbolizes the 44 days of the... Of, the, of war uh, and death. Of and war and death, right. And the woman wearing uh, fur coat has he- squeezed the dove or pigeon, whatever it was, um, so tightly that the... The poor animal died in her hands, and, and as she let it go, obviously it fell. Um, and um, it's just really the absurdity, really sim- the absurdity of, the of, whole, of the whole thing, and uh, yeah, it just symbolized so much. And you know, now there's images and, and gifts, and and there's even a, a Twitter page um, dedicated to the dead pigeon. It's if the situation wasn't so horrific it would be comical. Um, but this is a uh, kind of situation that we're in at the moment.
1: We're also, that's a conversation we're we're having is like even a, a cynical, comical, absurd situation, such as this one, uh, has put us in a blockade. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's how fragile also the situation uh, is. And we feel uh, helpless. We feel well.
0: Uh, absolutely. Well, um, today also a group of uh, the EU monitoring mission that has been in, uh, on Armenian territory, uh, 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 In they the also, region, right. they visited the Gori Stepanagert highway to also take a look and monitor the situation there.
1: and also today, as well as on December fourteen video footage showed that the Azerbaijani activists allowed Russian peacekeepers to carry humanitarian aid through the corridor. so we're
0: not sure what that is. We're not sure yeah. what the yeah, uh, the and and, are. and the other interesting thing that you know, I think also needs to be talked about is that Azeri TV had brought this large screen to that point, and they were watching the the semifinals of the World Cup. Um, so there you have the Russian peacekeepers on the one hand and then you have the Azeris so-called activists watching a football game while Hundred twenty thousand people are in a total blockade. Again,
1: or there's no medicine, or like people need needing need right. surgery, emergency. The children CS have degree. been separated from
0: their parents. Ten-year-olds, yeah. uh, fourteen-year-olds. It's just uh, insane.
1: well, uh, and at one point when the Russian peacekeepers were playing the Earth song by Michael Jackson, did
0: you yeah, know? I don't know. Yeah, it, I I thought it was the the anyway. So this is the kind of situation that we're in at the moment. Well,
1: we do have. Uh, chronological updates on our website. So that's why yes. we're taking the freedom to talk a little bit more about the videos and everything because every statement, every everything that has happened in the past five day- yeah, days is on our website. So please check it out. Um,
0: for sure. Well, on December 14, the Armenian parliament adopted a statement regarding the blockade of the Lachin Corridor and the disruption of the gas supply to Artsakh, calling on Russia to take necessary measures to ensure that the provisions of the November 9, 2020 trilateral statement are implemented in the zone of responsibility of the Russian peacekeeping mission. I was just going to say that I think it's also important to note that, you know, we don't have it here in our our script, but By blocking the Lachin Corridor, uh, what Azerbaijan is uh, in fact uh, reneging on this particular statement that said that the Lachin Corridor would remain open under the supervision of the Russian peacekeepers and there should be freedom of movement. And obviously that is not happening now.
1: Well, the Armenian parliament also called on the international community to strongly and directly condemn the actions of Azerbaijan and take measures to prevent the unfolding of a humanitarian disaster in nagorno karabakh According to the statement, under the current circumstances, it is necessary to launch or restore the international mechanisms of guaranteeing the right and security of the Armenians of nagorno karabakh
0: The parliament also called on the UN Security Council and the OSCE Minsk Group to send a fact-finding mission to Artsakh to monitor the humanitarian situation on the ground. A
1: similar incident happened on December three, when Azerbaijanis in civilian clothes shut down the highway, which opens three hours later on that day. Uh, later, following negotiations with the Russian peacekeepers. Yeah, and of I think it's also
0: important to note that back in March of 2022, uh, under the pretext of having some kind of accident or incident on on the pipeline, Azerbaijan uh, shut off natural gas supply for I think more than yeah, ten, 10 days. days. Yes, and
1: it was very cold. It outlet. was
0: and freezing temperatures. Also on December 14, the Office of Armenia's Representative on International Legal Matters reported that Armenia, in accordance with the statute of the International Court of Justice, has informed the court about the blockade of the Lachin corridor by Azerbaijan and the violation of the rights of the Artsakh population. At the same time, Armenia applied to the European Court of Human Rights, requesting the ECHR to indicate or to apply interim measures against Azerbaijan and obligate Azerbaijan to unblock the corridor.
1: Yesterday, the government's Representative on International Legal Matters reported that the European Court of Human Rights has made a decision upon Armenia's appeal to give Azerbaijan time until 4 p.m. on December 19, CET, to respond to Armenia's request on interim measures. The court will make a decision after that.
0: And yesterday, the human rights defenders of Armenia and Artsakh published a joint ad hoc public report called The Humanitarian Consequences of the Blockade of the Only Road Connecting Artsakh with Armenia and the World. The report presents the facts which state the fabricated and false nature of the protests of the Azerbaijani so-called activists and their direct connection with the Azerbaijani government and special services. Facts on the continuous nature of the violation of the rights of persons are also presented in the report.
1: And also by the just fact that they changed their demands, uh, going from environmental demands, uh, well, mining they? concerns to- do, where, uh putting up checkpoints and customs know well, But that's
0: not, that's not, not, not only that, they start off with environmental demands, and then they shut off the gas the next day. And, you know, I was having a conversation with Nerses Kopalian about this on his security briefing, and we're saying they basically shot themselves in the foot by, you know, if it was an environmental demand, then why are you shutting off natural gas? So you had one narrative. And then all of a sudden you change... Also
1: the claim that the Armenians of Artsakh are Azerbaijani citizens and... And, uh, and yet you deny your own
0: citizens uh, heat and warmth in the middle Again, winter. yet
1: again, a ridiculous, absurd situation that's... It's frustrating. You know, it's frustrating. And um, human rights defenders also called upon the government's international and regional organizations with a mandate to protect human rights and other actors involved in the resolution of the nagorno karabakh conflict to take all possible to take all possible measures to stop the humanitarian crisis in Artsakh that is deepening daily.
0: And the report, is it's important to mention, is based on the analysis of the events that took place between December 12 and 14. And I had a chance today to sit down with Kristina Grigorian, Armenia's human rights defender, uh, to talk about this report. Um, I w- really encourage you to listen to it because she gives a, um, a really detailed explanation of the rights that have been violated, the legal instruments that Armenia has in its toolbox, um, you know, as we were mentioning, Rubina, the Azerbaijani activists who are really affiliated with, you know, the this, Azerbaijani yeah, government. Services and- yeah, so it's uh, up on our website and, and on our social media platforms.
1: And uh, on December 12, the same day when the Azerbaijanis blocked the Lachin Corridor, Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan held a telephone conversation with Russia's President Vladimir Putin. They discussed issues related to the solution of the situation of the Lachin Corridor. Pashinyan emphasized the importance of ensuring uninterrupted communication between Armenia and Nagorno-Karabakh and the implementation of consistent steps by the Russian peacekeeping mission in that direction. The
0: sides referred to the process of unblocking regional infrastructure as well as um, to the implementation of the trilateral statements of November 9, 2020. This is uh, the one that ended the war, January 11 and November 26, 2021, and October 31, 2022.
1: On that same day, Putin also had a phone conversation with Azerbaijan's president, Ilham Aliyev. According to the Kremlin, the presidents of Russia and Azerbaijan discussed the implementation of trilateral agreements between Yerevan, Moscow, and Baku.
0: Now, speaking of these trilateral agreements, Rubina, you know, with this blockade, there has been a call to um, launch a humanitarian airlift if possible to get necessary supplies to the population of Artsakh and a number of people started this and uh, Rupen Bartania the state minister has also called on it and now everybody's talking about the possibility of a humanitarian airlift you know Stepanagir does have an airport that has never functioned because Azerbaijan has always threatened threatens to shut down to shoot down any uh, civilian mm-hmm. aircraft and again with uh, the interview I had with Kopalya and I said well you know he was stressing this point And I said, well, you know, they've threatened. He goes, well, I'd like to see them shoot down a UN helicopter uh, if that was to happen. But we'll see how long this blockade will last and calls for such an airlift uh, could, you know, become a real uh, necessity.
1: I hope it happens. I also hope it doesn't happen because we, we wouldn't need it. Uh, on December 15, Azerbaijani armed forces opened fire in the direction of Armenian military positions near the village of Norabak the, in the Gagarkunik region and the village of Serashen in the Sunik region. The Armenian side did not uh, report any casualties. At the same time, Azerbaijan's uh, defense ministry accused Armenian and Artsakh armed forces of firing towards Azerbaijani positions. And again
0: today, they issued uh, a statement saying that at around 1 p.m., Armenian Uh, Forces had fired in the direction of Azerbaijani military positions. Armenia's defense ministry has denied those accusations. This is an ongoing thing that we talk about every week here. Now, amid the tense situation in the region this week, the EU decided that the term of the current civilian monitoring mission will not be prolonged. The term ends on December 19. Peter Stano, the EU spokesperson for Foreign Affairs and Security Policy, told Azadutyun that the EU will send an expert team to Armenia in the coming weeks to consider the possibility of deploying a new mission to contribute to trust-building between Armenia and Azerbaijan.
1: And Foreign Minister Mirzoin is in New York participating in the UN Security Council New Orientation of Reformed Multilateralism Ministerial Meeting. Mirzoyan gave a speech at the meeting as well as held several meetings on the sidelines.
0: During his speech, uh, Mirzoyan noted that Armenians have witnessed firsthand the decline of multilateralism with Azerbaijan's continuous aggression against Armenia and Artsakh. Mirzoin added that the international community proved unable to prevent Azerbaijan's unjustified use of force against the people of Neg- nagorno karabakh which resulted in thousands of dead, wounded, and a new wave of displacement.
1: Mirza noted that the issue of the rights and security of the people of nagorno karabakh is still to be addressed, adding that the people of nagorno karabakh should be able to live in dignity and peace in their own homeland. He also stated that the international humanitarian bodies, including those of the UN, are still unable to provide much-needed aid to the people of nagorno karabakh essentially leaving them behind in stark contrast to the global pledge of the 2030 Agenda for sustainable development.
0: Speaking about the current humanitarian crisis as a result of the blockade of the Lachin Corridor, Mirzoyan said, ironically, not only international humanitarian organizations, but even people living in nagorno karabakh are now denied access because of the blockade. The people of Artsakh have been deprived of the right to free movement. Mothers are separated from their children. Terminally ill, people can't get medical supplies and help. Even worse, in freezing winter conditions, the gas supply to nagorno karabakh uh, was set Severed by Azerbaijan. Artsakh is facing the imminent threat of food, energy, and overall humanitarian crises, which, if not addressed urgently, will lead to a catastrophe, Mirzoyan said.
1: Foreign Minister Mirzoyan added that in such conditions, the leadership of Azerbaijan claimed that they are ready to provide rights and security guarantees for Armenians and that no international mechanism or presence is required. He stated that the situation at hand is illustrative of how. They imagined these guarantees, adding that along with Azerbaijan's refusal to hold dialogue with Stepanagert on their rights and security, this position testifies to the fact that Baku continues pursuing a genocidal policy towards the Armenians of nagorno karabakh
0: Mirzayan also spoke about Armenian-Azerbaijani normalization, stating that Baku refuses to fulfill its obligations in refusing to return Armenian prisoners of war as well as withdrawing from Armenia's sovereign territory. Again, as a reminder, there are uh, many Azerbaijani troops on sovereign Armenian territory. And while in New York, Mirzayan met with U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres, the Foreign Minister of India, the U.K. Minister of State uh, for the Middle East uh, and the U.N. and many others.
1: And earlier in the week, uh, Foreign Minister Mirzavan also had a phone conversation with the U.S. Assistant Secretary of State for European and Eurasian Affairs, Karen Domfried. They discussed issues related to regional security and stability. The sides exchanged views on the normalization of relations between Armenia and Azerbaijan and, of course, the Nagorno-Karabakh
0: Border security and the delimitation process between Armenia and Azerbaijan, as well as the unblocking of transport infrastructures in the region, were also touched upon during the phone call. Mirzoyan told Donfried that the security situation in the region is fragile and the chance of new provocations by Azerbaijan remains high. This was happened on December 9, and clearly um, what he said was absolutely true.
1: And during a House Foreign Affairs Committee hearing on U.S. policy in the South Caucasus, Donfried stated that she will be meeting a high-ranking Azerbaijani official in Washington and will insist on ensuring freedom of movement. Asked about U.S. military aid to Azerbaijan, she stated that the U.S. makes sure that it is not used against Armenia.
0: Speaking about the peace treaty to be signed, um, I don't know if that's even <laughs> possible at this point between Armenia and Azerbaijan, Donfried stated that while the November 9 trilateral statement was written in a way that said, Set up Russia as the chief arbiter of that agreement, and has essentially allowed each side to interpret it as the way that it sees fit. Washington's approach is that the peace treaty would be negotiated by the two parties.
1: Donfried noted that it is the engagement between the two parties that is so essential because it's building their trust and confidence in each other. She added that the aim of the U.S. is to have Armenia and Azerbaijan talk to each other about what their needs are. Uh, how about opening a corridor?
0: And on December 13, the U.S. Senate confirmed the nomination of Christina kavian as the next U.S. ambassador to Armenia. kavian I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly, has served as an ambassador and deputy chief of mission in Ukraine, as well as acting deputy chief of mission and minister counselor for economic affairs at the U.S. Embassy in Paris.
1: We better learn the pronunciation soon (laughs) enough. And uh, yesterday, outgoing U.S. Ambassador Lynn Tracy was received by Armenia's Defense Minister Suren Papikyan. They discussed Armenia-U.S. bilateral relations as well as regional security issues. Papikyan noted that the international community must condemn Azerbaijan for blocking the Lachin Corridor. He expressed his appreciation for Tracy's work as U.S. Ambassador to Armenia.
0: This week, Security Council Secretary Armen Grigorian was in the UK, Finland, and Sweden for official visits. While in the UK, Grigorian met uh, with a number of officials, including the Minister of State for Europe, the Chief of the Secret Intelligence Service, and so on. During the meetings, cooperation in the field of security was discussed.
1: In Finland, Grigorian met with the Finnish foreign minister as well as other high-ranking officials. Development of relations between Armenia and Finland were discussed during the meetings in Sweden. Grigorian met with the foreign minister also and other officials.
0: On December 12, the fourth Global Forum Against the Crime of Genocide, organized by the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of Armenia, entitled Prevention of Genocide in the Age of New Technologies, was held in Yerevan.
1: At the opening ceremony of the forum, welcoming remarks were delivered by Prime Minister Nigel Pashinyan, the UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres in a video message, Foreign Minister Arat Mirzoyan, as well as the UN Special Advisor of the Secretary General on the Prevention of Genocide.
0: The President of the UN Human Rights Council, Federico Villegas, the Chair of the Global Action Against Mass Atrocity Crimes, the President of the International Association of Genocide Scholars, as well as other high-ranking guests, participated in the event.
1: During his speech, At the forum, Pashinyan spoke about the ongoing Azerbaijani aggression against Armenian Artsakh, including the blockade of the Lachin Corridor. On the sidelines of the forum, Foreign Minister Mirzoyan met with the president of the UN Human Rights Council and presented to him the situation around the Lachin Corridor.
0: And in other news, on December 12, Armenia's Minister of Education, Science, Culture and Sports, Vahram Dumanyan, resigned. The next day, Deputy Minister Janna Antriasyan was appointed. Uh, Deputy Prime Minister Hamparsum matevosyan was also dismissed from his position. Uh, we don't know what the reasons are.
1: And on December 14, Armenia's Prosecutor General's Office launched a public prosecution against Ruben Harabetyan, the former president of Armia's Football Federation. Harabetyan is accused of illegally appropriating property belonging to the Federation.
0: A criminal case was also launched against former Culture Minister Hasmik Bohosian for enabling the illegal appropriation of property designated to be used by a music school in the county. Yerevan Borosian is also facing criminal charges regarding the illegal appropriation of the what we know as the AUKS building is the former Soviet Armenian organization for cooperation with foreign countries
1: and today in an extraordinary session Armenia's parliament adopted the bill on creating a ministry of internal affairs the police the rescue service which was previously under the ministry of emergency situations and the migration service of Armenia will be merged under the umbrella of this new interior ministry Which we had at one point. Right. And then we didn't, and now we're going to have again.
0: And finally, over 1.5 million tourists visited Armenia in 2022. Armenia State Tourism Committee announced. Uh, while, uh, you know, summing up the year, the highest number of tourists, which was close to 1.9 million, visited Armenia back in 2019. The head of the tourism committee, Sisian Borosian, stated that the tourism industry is recovering after COVID. And just before signing off, um, for our listeners, you can go to our website and follow um, an updated uh, article that we're updating live. It's called The Lachin Corridor, Looming Humanitarian Catastrophe. You can watch um, the video interview I did with Nerses Kopalian called ...examining the context of developments on the Lachin Corridor. It was supposed to be about the security report for November... ...but we touched upon, obviously, uh, quite heavily what's taking place... ...and also the podcast with Kristina uh, Gregorian, Armenia's human rights defender. We will be monitoring the situation and we will continually be updating uh, what is taking place. Um, as we said at the top of the podcast, as of recording, as, as we're recording, the corridor remains blocked... Um, and we will you can check our uh, social media platforms to get all the latest news so thank you for listening have a safe and peaceful weekend and we will be back again next friday